0: hey y'all we're back uh episode 13 of the half court shot i am your host nathan park and um today we have a lot to talk about um the nba draft is coming up so soon um and the nba season is coming up so soon december 22nd is the projected date um i think it just got approved and Ooh, looks like we're gonna have Christmas games this year, which is actually so great to see. I know a lot of players were um saying how like oh it's it's too early to start back up, which which makes sense because everyone needs the proper amount of um amount of time to recover, amount of time to train, and get better in the off season. This off season's been super short. I feel like just yesterday we were talking about the NBA finals, but um here we are, um week thirteen, um the NBA draft is so soon. So today I wanted to give my opinions on the draft um talent wise and just I guess I'll go over my like top probably first 15 players um but we'll see because we have so many big names coming up not definitely we don't have that one guy that's like hyped like um Zion Williamson is so I really don't see any teams making a trade for that for that type of pick but that being said, number one, I think this is a pretty clear cut, obvious choice for the Minnesota Timberwolves. I think they're they are gonna draft Anthony Edwards from um Georgia. He's he's so talented player. He's um shooting guard. Um he's six five. Um he's he can basically just do everything. He's good offense, uh just a like super good offensive player. He's um He's fast enough to play point guard. He he can dribble the ball like a point guard. Um and he just watching him in college, he seemed kind of unguardable. He too big for too big for players in his position to guard and just too fast for people that are as tall as him to guard. Um so I just feel like him he would be a super good fit on the Timberwolves. Um and I think they'll be super glad to take him with the number one pick. Um, With the number two pick, I think they're going to go with Danny Evdia. I talked about this last episode. um, The Golden State Warriors are either trading it or they're drafting Danny Evdia. And with Giannis, planning on signing the Supermax with the um, uh, Milwaukee Bucks, I think the Warriors are going to have to go out and draft Danny Evdia, which isn't isn't a terrible pick. I really do like him as a player. He plays as a forward. Um, He's from Israel, playing in the EuroLeague right now. He's just... He's six eight, um, so definitely a small forward type player that um, that the Warriors can really use. He doesn't really need the ball that much. Um, yeah, he he was on like he was on the screen side of a pick and roll with um on his team, and he just he's he's a good passer, good defender. He can finish strong at the rim, and just he can take on the role of clamping down the other team's best player. I think that's what—that's exactly what the Warriors need. Surrounding him with shooters like Klay Thompson and Steph Curry. Draymond Green, that leader, he obviously couldn't grow so much from defensively. Um, and obviously, Steve Kerr, one of the best coaches in the NBA. I think he would make a absolutely perfect fit there. Um, the only problem is, as, as a forward in the NBA, I think you'll have to eventually develop a three-point shot, which he really hasn't yet. Not super consistent, but... You know the Warriors, if, if there's a place for you to learn three-point shot, the Warriors is a place to go. I think the Warriors will be glad to take him. He brings so much energy on the defense side of the ball. Offensively, he can do great things as well. He can play the same position as Draymond Green, basically, just not at the center position. I think this warrior seems gonna be scary coming to the season. Um number three, honestly, I think the Charlotte Hornets are gonna pass up on Lamella ball. They're gonna go with James Wiseman. Um, he is a center, and he's just, and he is a true center. I honestly don't think he can play any other position. He's what seven foot one. He has good defensive instincts, not the not the greatest, but he's super athletic. Um, you can see his workout videos. Just he he looks like he's so fast. And a couple days ago, a video of Wilt Chamberlain leaked of him sprinting down the court. Sheesh! This guy needs to be put in the goat conversation so much more. He's he was literally, literally a myth, um, he looked like he, he looked like the fastest guy on the floor, Wilt Chamberlain did, and, um, I feel like James Wiseman, I'm not saying he's, he's Wilt Chamberlain, or is he gonna be the Wilt Chamberlain, next Wilt Chamberlain, but I can, I can see little flashes of him based on that one video, and, um, and James Wiseman could honestly, honestly grow so much as the Charlotte Hornets first option, um, yeah, um, that being said, number four, the Chicago Bulls. Um, Chicago Bulls have players like Zach Levine, Laurie um, Kobe White, just those, guys, just those guys like that. Wendell Carter, but the only see out of those four starters, the one position that's missing is a small forward. And I think Obi Topping can really fill that position super well. Um, although he's a little bit older than what the 19-year-old, 18-year-old um, draft picks that go early in the first round, this guy can do what like Michael Porter Jr. did, just come in and be absolute stud in the league. His ceiling is so high, and um, he's he could really just be a super good player in the Chicago Bulls, playing alongside players like Zach Levine, Lara Market. Um, that team's gonna be super young, super good, super exciting to watch. Honestly, with the firing of Jim Boylan, of course, um, this team will be electric and just so great to watch um next year. He's super athletic. Um he can shoot the ball pretty well for a forward, which is super impressive. Um and he's just he's built for the NBA. He's ready for it. We are we all know he's ready for it and he just looks great. Can't wait to see it happen. Number five, Cleveland Cavaliers. Um I know I know they have two guards already in um Colin Sexton and Darius Garland, but I think if Lamilla ball falls all the way down to five I think that is the obvious pick. Um and I think they will. He is he's big. He's 6-7. He can honestly play a small forward position um with the shiftiness of a guard, which makes him so hard to guard. He has elite range as we all know um and he's just he's just he's like a really big guard that can play in the wing position as a small forward, um maybe a shooting guard depending on how he plays. Um, playing alongside Colin Sexton and Darius Garland may not be the greatest for him, but I'm, I'm just saying if the Mel ball falls to number five he he will get picked up by the Cleveland Cavaliers. I don't see Mellow ball falling falling out of the top five really um, people are saying he's gonna go number one, which I find bogus but um number five the, if the if he's there, the Cleveland Cavaliers are not passing up on him um yeah, just if he goes number one great i don't think it's happening um he just obviously we all know with the ball family all their jump shots look a little bit funky but um i mean whatever works for him it didn't really work out for alonzo at the beginning of the year any or beginning of his career in the nba but um he's adapted he's adjusted he looks a lot better now and i think the same could happen for lamella ball really um and he just needs to show a little bit more effort on the defensive side of the ball and i don't see how this guy can really be terrible in the nba i think he's going to be a great player whether it's a role or as a star um number six we got the atlanta hawks right and with the six pick i think they are going with isaac okoro from auburn um is also a forward super electric could dunk the ball he's six six which is a little bit small for a um for a forward but honestly he could play the two um he's one of the best defenders in the class and i think he i think just you can't you can't that that's not like a skill that that you will lose going into the nba like obviously offensively facing better competition better defenders that is going to be a skill that you can lose offensively as we've seen with a bunch of draft drafted players before a bunch of players coming into the league but defense is just something that that you have to work on for so long you can't just you can't lose that um yeah just um he can pass the ball pretty well for a forward and um and just he's 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 just an amazing defender that's all i can really say about him he needs a little bit work on the offensive side of things um so it's just i don't really see him scoring putting up 20 points per game but if if he works on that and his time with Atlanta, I think he I think he'll make a great fit alongside John Collins and Trey Young. Um, obviously, he doesn't need to be an elite scorer, considering that he does have nearly a forty point per game scorer in Trey Young, um, and Trey Young also can nearly can toss him what like twelve assists a game. So, Isaac Okoro, as long as he does this thing on the defense on the defensive side of the ball, I think the Hawks would love to have him. I think Atlanta would love to have him. Um, Moving on, number seven, uh, the the Detroit Pistons. I think they're going to take Onyeka Konwu. Uh, he's a center. Um, and with, with a pure center, it's only been one that's been drafted earlier in my mock draft, which was James Wiseman. Um, and obviously, a big man isn't the most reliable player that you want to really center your franchise around. Like a pure center. I'm not talking about like a Jokic or really like a like a Carl anthony towns but like a pure center like shot blocker pick and roll guy um good defender that is onyeka kongu and i think the pistons would be a great home for him i think um obviously they lost uh, andre drummond and they saw blake griffin with that massive contract i think i think that front court would be nasty blake griffin is now he's one of the more underrated players in the league Obviously, making a big contract more than he deserves, I would say. But, um, coming off as one of, as like a top five power forward in the NBA, to being one of the most underrated ones, just because he's on a bad team now. Um, I think Onyeka kongwu can can make Blake Griffin and himself shine. That front court can be like top top ten in the NBA, in my opinion. Uh, he's 6'9", 220, so he can honestly play the power forward position. But then again, I said he is a pure center. I don't think he can play the power forward position. But, you know, anything can happen. He's super light on his feet and um, flexible. He's really bouncy and can jump. And he can, he can guard guards. Just offensively, he's not there yet. He can dribble the ball a little bit, but it's just is just tough to see he doesn't really have a jump shot that's super reliable and I think that's the only downfall for him number eight we have the New York Knicks I know it's tragic the Knicks another heartbreaking draft lottery um falling to number eight but number eight there's still there's still great talent out here and um I think I think they would take Killian Hayes he is a guard putting him alongside RJ Barrett would be great um He's 6'5, so, so he can definitely play the two and even the one if they need him to. Maybe even the three if they need him to. But he's um he's a he's a super good run and gun player. He's fast, but he has great basketball IQ. He plays under control. He doesn't really look like he panics a lot. Um and you know that that that's that's just what coaches love. Like um, like a lot of players in this draft class though, he does not really have like a reliable jump shot or a reliable three-pointer, I would say, Um, which which is definitely worrisome a little bit, but his jump shot isn't god-awful. Like, like you have to respect his jumper. Like, you have to be in front of him, otherwise he's going to knock it down on you a couple times. But he can definitely... There's a lot of room for him to grow in that aspect of things. Um, Number nine, I think the Washington Wizards are gonna take Patrick Williams. Um, Last year, I really, really, really wanted to see Cam Reddish go on the Wizards. Obviously, it didn't happen, Um, but this year, they have a guy named Patrick Williams. If he goes to number nine, which I think he will, he most definitely will, I think he will go nine or lower. I do not see him going any higher than number nine. Um, He is a forward. He is quite possibly the most explosive most exciting player in the draft and that's just it's scary to see if you see defenders they do not want to stand in front of him when he's when he's going up for a dunk um he's not he's not fast he's not going to beat a guy off the dribble he's six foot eight right so he's he's like a perfect power forward honestly and he could and he could play the three he can shoot he's um he wasn't his numbers weren't fantastic um for the three-point line in college, but but he's shown that he can knock down the three and an NBA can definitely translate over if he gets some good work on it. Um he's a good free throw shooter, but honestly, he he can be a super good player for the Washington Wizards with Bradley Beal and John Wall coming back. He's he he's just he'd just be an awesome fit for them. Um number ten, we have the Phoenix Suns. One of the better teams in the bubble, and the best team in the bubble, I would say. Um, and this team is super exciting to watch. Um, they have Devin Booker, Kelly Oubre, Ricky Rubio, they have the veteran leadership, and they have also guys like DeAndre Aids and that are up and coming, Mikhail Bridges. Um, and I think they're about a couple pieces away from making a legitimate playoff push, and I think Tyrese Halliburton would grow immensely on that team super young team um he obviously battled a lot of injuries so in college which which could take a take a take a hit on his draft stock but honestly it's not it's not enough for him to for for teams to just pass up on his pure potential kind of like what michael porter jr did with that injury back injury which which still scares me to this day um he's six foot five he has long arms he looks like a wing but he plays he plays as a point guard and um mainly because he has the ability to pass the ball he does have a funky jump shot he has he has a weird release honestly but but he he shot great from the three-point line in college and just and he shot a lot too um but i think i think he will be a legitimate starter on the Suns maybe maybe Ricky Rubio takes a takes a back seat or or something but um but he, he'd just be a great fit for them he'll obviously start from the bench but with Ricky Rubio and Devin Booker mentoring him he will turn out great um and I can and I can really see um Tyree Taliburton going up a lot higher if he's not taken at 10 I really hope my Sacramento Kings take him at number 12 um that being said, number eleven, San Antonio Spurs. I think they're saying I think they're taking Devin Vassell, um, from Florida State. He plays as a shooting or a small forward type of player, but he's not really he's not really a name that people were really looking at coming out of high school. Um, but he really he showed his potential at Florida State. He was great. He was six foot six. He's Gonna be one of the better three and D players coming into the NBA. I think already, um, and he's a good defender. He can read the ball. He has good defensive IQ. Um, he's not super immature with the ball. He knows how to handle it. He doesn't just chuck up shots or anything. And I think I think because of that, he will know how to pr- play his role. I think Tim Duncan and Greg Popovich would love to have him in San Antonio Spurs alongs- uh, on San Antonio Spurs alongside. Players like DeJounte Murray and DeMar DeRozan, Lamarcus Aldridge, he'll he'll feel great. Number 12 coming on to my team, the Sacramento Kings. I think we are going to take Kyra Lewis or RJ Hampton. I'm leaning more towards Kyra Lewis, um, which I know seems a little bit bogus considering we already have De'Aaron Fox, so we don't need, um, so they don't need another fast guard, but. But his his draft stock skyrocketed during his sophomore year in college. He he thrives in space just like De'Aaron Fox does. He can beat anybody off the dribble, I really think. Um he can change pace super quick, like De'Aaron Fox. He's 6'3, but he has good length, um, which which makes sense and um and his and his speed makes him a good defender, somewhat like De'Aaron Fox is. Um, yeah, and just, he's, he's gonna be one of the younger players in the draft, and he has a lot of potential to grow, and I think he would be great, um, alongside coaching staff in Sacramento, um, obviously they, they need to figure out how they're gonna manage the two quick guards, but I think, I think they can do it. Um, number 13 Belongs to the New Orleans Pelicans if I believe uh, If I remember correctly Um, And I'm not If I'm going to be completely honest I'm not entirely sure who they're going to go with I think I think They could honestly take RJ Hampton Play him at the two position So it would be Lonzo Ball, RJ Hampton um, Brandon Ingram, Zion Williamson Maybe Jackson Hayes That's going to be one of the youngest teams in the NBA RJ Hampton Obviously, in high school, was super electric. He can shoot the ball, and um, and he has shown signs of good defense. And he's he's pretty lengthy, so so I think he could be a good pick for them. I don't really have much to say about R.J. Hampton. It's more just I feel like it's kind of a small sample size, even considering how much media coverage he's he's gotten. Um, but R.J. Hampton's gonna go. 12 or 13 maybe drop a lot lower I'm not I'm not entirely sure on that one um that being said number 14 the Boston Celtics I think they're gonna take Cole Anthony from UNC he had somewhat of a rough year which is kind of tough to say in college um he he came out of high school as one of the best guards in his class, and he was in the conversation to be the number one overall pick, but that obviously isn't happening anymore considering he had a really rough year in college, so it makes teams wonder like, what? how well is that going to translate in the NBA? Like, is he going to struggle more in the NBA? Um, he's a pretty small guard, um, and it's just... He he had trouble driving when he when he was in the paint he wasn't really efficient he couldn't really get shots up on the on the bigs in college so it's kind of tough when he places when he faces elite defenders like Rudy Gobert and them in the paint um, and there's still a lot of places where he can grow like getting a consistent three point shot defensively he needs help um, basketball IQ a little bit. He is a mature player, but he tends to panic when there's a lot of defensive pressure on him, which is worrisome. If you put the elite defenders on him, like Patrick Beverly is, and players like that, so it's it's a little bit shaky. In the 14th pick, Cole Anthony, obviously being the most one of the most electric players coming out of high school, saw his draft stock stall uh, fall a bunch and obviously hate to see it and I really hope he proves me wrong I really love seeing him play in the high school in high school and um and the NBA I just want to see what what things he can do um but I honestly think he can offer some great value to the Boston Celtics team coming off the bench and potentially starting for them halfway through the year depending on how he plays um but that's pretty much all for me that's the entire lottery and after that it's kind of all up in the air I, I do see rj hampton maybe falling out of the lottery same with same with um cole anthony and such but but you know anything can happen anyone can prove me wrong there's so many players that have been dropped in the second round late first round that have turned out to be nba stars and i think this draft class is super talented although there isn't that one guy that everyone like zion was really or like lebron was but this draft class is super talented and i think we're going to hear these names a lot in the future um but that's all for me i'm your host nathan park this has been episode 13 of the half court shot so yeah i guess i guess we'll see where this draft class goes or where this draft goes to see how how close i get it um obviously there's going to be things that are going to change based on how um how the interview goes with the players and such but That's something I'll definitely keep you guys updated on, so um, tune in next week. I'll definitely have a lot more content coming up, and yeah, just thank you guys for listening, and I'll see you guys next week.